the research undertaken by my colleagues Caspi and Moffat uh, using data from the Dunedin study uh, hit the headlines in 2002 with their evidence that a particular genetic variant made a big difference in whether people developed antisocial behavior in response to maltreatment. If you had one variety of the gene, um, maltreatment, although obviously not a good thing, carried with it a very small risk. On the other hand, if you had a different variety, it carried a big risk. And this was the first concrete indication uh, in humans of gene-environment interaction in relation to psychopathology. And what it meant is that people needed to think uh, about the fact that genes actually don't code for behaviors. You don't inherit a gene for antisocial behavior um, or for any other behavior for that matter. What genes code for uh, are proteins. And the proteins have actions, and the actions may be relevant to people's way of responding to stresses, chronic stresses like maltreatment or acute stresses like uh, unpleasant life events in adolescence. Um, so this interplay between genes and environment has become a big topic. The findings are exciting uh, because they actually carry quite major implications. To begin with, the relevant genes are not genes for antisocial behavior or in the other studies, genes for depression or genes for schizophrenia. Um, nor indeed are they genes for reactions to particular environments because um, to deal with the depression example, maltreatment showed the same interaction as acute life events did in adolescence. So it's responsivity, but not to a specific environmental hazard. But that is not enough. Uh, there have been some very interesting studies, particularly by uh, Daniel Weinberger's group at National Institute of Health, uh, in which he has taken together with his colleagues um, these same genetic variants, taken samples of volunteers who do not have psychopathology. They're chosen deliberately that they're not antisocial, they're not depressed, they're not schizophrenic. And then um, look to see whether the effects uh, in terms of um, brain functioning, for example, in the amygdala, is different according to uh, which genetic variant you have. And it's been found that it is. It's been replicated by other people, so it's a solid finding. But it immediately tells you we've got to get away from thinking that this is a gene for a disorder. It's a gene for a brain response to a particular kind of range of stimuli that is involved in the pathways to disorder, uh, but 
It probably works dimensionally and it works in normal individuals as well as in those who develop disorder. So this has really taken us a long way from the search for the gene for schizophrenia. Um, and no leading geneticist would talk like that anymore. But they did a decade ago.